0: Hello, welcome to Sip Tea with Allie, and I thought I would make another podcast episode because this week is going to be quite busy. I have another class starting, I have some responsibilities, different things that I have to do and such, so I'm just trying to, I guess, make it now so that way I don't have to worry about another one. I haven't been that on top of this podcast show that much because life has been pretty crazy and I've been very 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 drained um kind of going through a rut right now um not motivated to really do anything at all been really difficult to get stuff done get out of bed even a lot of it has to do with some mental and physical stuff that's going on right now um but I'm trying to heal naturally and um I decided today that I was really going to strive to take care of myself, you know, I've been saying that for a little, like about a month now, and I really haven't tried at all, I've just kind of been lazy, in terms of, you know, taking care of myself, Um, for example, on Friday night, I was like, oh, my self-care is to just do homework really late, so that way I don't have to do anything on Saturday, but guess what, I still had to do stuff on Saturday, and I tried really hard to get it done, and I never did, and then I, bit, I then I just, like, really beat myself up for it. Anyways, that's kind of where I've been recently, and it's okay. It's okay. Um, but because I have some free time today, and I'm just trying to kind of rest right now, this is my excuse to rest it's something that i guess it's not resting but it's my like okay this is somewhat productive so you can feel okay for kind of resting and i wanted to make this episode pretty lighthearted um because i just realized i've been talking a ton in the episodes that i have been uploading every now and then and i feel like they're not as interesting as they used to be um and I'm trying to do something definitely more lighthearted, I suppose. So, um, I guess answering some fun questions would be a good way to lighten the mood for this podcast episode today. I'm not entirely sure what the topic is going to really be, if there even really is a topic. I think the best podcast episodes are when the topic goes all over the place. For example, I've been listening to literally, um, Rob Lowe's podcast, which, by the way, it's a good podcast, but there's a lot of guessing, like, the F word and stuff, so if you are a fan of Rob Lowe and, you know, the guests that he has on there or whatever, um, just, there's just a warning right there, but, I listened to his most recent episode with Molly Ringwald. Um, she, I've mentioned her before in my 80s episode. She was a big female actress. Oh my goodness. She was on the cover of Time Magazine when she was 18. She was basically acting since she was like a baby. Um, just this big, big Hollywood actress in the 80s. She was in Pretty in Pink and 16 Candles and The Breakfast Club. So those are her three big movies that everyone kind of recognizes her from the first ever film that I watched with her in it was 16 no I didn't watch 16 candles (laughs) pretty in pink um she actually did um 16 candles first um and then I think was it I can't remember if I think it was breakfast club right afterwards I could be wrong um but based off of like her experience with working with John Hughes and whatever before he was like, he already was like, I want you to be in the Breakfast Club. She didn't have to audition. She was was kind of just like, she was like a special exception or whatever. So it was really interesting. I, I enjoyed the podcast episode a lot. I was listening to it while cleaning yesterday and it just went all over the place. They were just talking about so many different things from like dogs to Um, writing you know in books and um, even to having a secret Marvel gym (laughs) they even talked about Marvel and stuff so it was really interesting I really enjoyed the podcast episode and it was just so entertaining and engaging because well one they're just these very entertaining and engaging actors um that were very big in the eighties and part of the Brat Pack, but they only I think maybe crossed paths once where they only did something once together and it was a smaller project for sure. I don't even know really exactly what it was. I know that they were working with Stephen King for that project. I'm not entirely sure what it was in in what year and whatnot. But um you know a lot of people think that they would have crossed paths a lot, but they didn't. So it was really interesting to see You know, these two big stars from the 80s, you know, they're very different lives, you know, but they knew they had a bunch of people in common and and all this kind of stuff. And um, it's really interesting because, you know, their friends and their friends, kids and their kids or whatever, have all interacted and done different projects and, and movies and whatnot together. So it's really interesting to see how there's still this connection with these, you know, actors and actresses from the 80s. So I thought it was a really good podcast episode, something that I really, really enjoyed. And I think the reason why I enjoyed it so much was because it was just all over the place, you know? (laughs) Um, And I, I think that's just kind of in general, like when I have a conversation with someone, the best conversations with people are the ones where just there's no topic really you know you don't even know how you got on a certain topic or whatever um it's just for me i think it's just a really special experience to have a conversation like a one on one conversation with someone and the conversation to go in so many different directions um i think that just that's just like a sign that that person you're connecting with is a good friend if that makes sense so i've opened up a little bit about like what 80s movies mean to me and why I feel a strong connection with them um so I thought it would be interesting to just take a quiz to see which 80s film I am um it's a buzzfeed quiz we'll see how good it actually is I'm very 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 curious to see what I get Okay, so would you consider yourself an introvert, an extrovert, or an ambivert? Um, ooh, I'm definitely an introvert. Um, but at times I can be slightly extroverted, but more introverted than extroverted. How would you? How would your friends describe you? Quiet and unique, weird and nice, silly and loving, loud and fun. I'm not loud and fun. I can be silly and loving. I can definitely be weird and nice, quiet and unique. These are very interesting adjective combinations just saying. Just the pairs are very weird, like weird and nice. Like, okay. Um, I don't think my friends would call me weird. Um I don't think they would say I'm loud. I guess quiet and unique. I've been told of I'm kind of quiet. If you don't know me, I'm quiet. If you know me, you can't shut me up, as you can see right now. Like I know myself well and I've talked about this before. You can't shut I can't shut myself up. So if I'm just recording something for other people to listen to, I could talk for hours and you guys know that. Um what sounds most like your living situation? I live in an old house that's not very well maintained. I live in a small house in a big community. I live in a very nice house, but I'm not there often. I live in a pretty decent house in a rural area. Um, I mean, I live in an older home, but it's well-maintained. Like, the, I mean, the previous owners, that's a different story. I mean, they rented the home, but they didn't really do anything Um, that much. I mean, they did a bit but definitely not as much as we've done with our house in terms of trying to fix it um and get it to be where it's like it's not really an old home with you know like I don't know so i'm just going to have to say the old house one i say it's well maintained but obviously because it's so old i mean there's going to be all these problems Um, lastly, how do you feel about yourself? This is a short quiz. Okay, lastly, wow, that's not a lot of questions. Um, I don't know how to feel. I could definitely feel better, uh, be better. I'm great despite my flaws. I love myself. Um, I could say probably I could definitely be better because I don't feel that great. (gasps) Oh! holy cow guys I am so happy I did not think that the outsiders would be all this quiz but apparently if I was an 80s film I would be the outsiders oh my goodness it says you're an outcast in many ways oh gee thanks (laughs) but you're still looking for a place to belong true um you have a select few people that you can rely on yes and they're what make your life worth living oh my goodness so true So, so true. Oh my goodness. Wow. That's, that's something I feel very happy about. Okay. (laughs) I was not expecting that. Oh my goodness. Um, that makes me really happy because I think the outsiders, either, you know, or you don't know it, you know, um, it has the big, 80s stars in it. You have like Patrick Swayze, Ma- Ralph Macchio, Rob Lowe, Tom Cruise, the list goes on. And, and I've talked to people about it, so the people who know it, they know it. You know what I mean? And there's some people who've kind of heard of it before. Um, I mean, it's definitely a well known film compared to other films, but in terms of like how well it is known for being an 80s movie, it's not as big as something like The Breakfast Club, um, St. Elmo's Fire, 16 Candles, Pretty in Pink, you know, the list goes on. Definitely not as big as those Back to the Future, obviously. Karate Kid, you have all these really big picture films, and obviously, like, The Outsiders was a pretty big picture film, you know. Um, you had Francis Ford Coppola directing it, and that says a lot, um, he's just like this big, big director. He directed Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, other big name Hollywood films. So to have him work on something that seems smaller and just very different, like The Outsiders, even Rumblefish, um, is just, I think it's pretty darn cool. And if anyone else had done it, they would have literally butchered that book. And I, I think that Coppola deserves like a big round of applause, like because that man, he did an amazing job. And I think part of that was just having Essie Hinton on set. Um and I was watching some behind the scenes stuff and Essie Hinton was saying how she was like worried. She was like, Coppola, like I don't know what to do because a lot of the times people like the book more than the movie. You know, it just depends, she said. But I don't want people to like the movie more than my book. You know, she's like, this is my, you know, this is my work, you know? And it's not like she was, like, selfish or anything, or she was, like, protective of her work. She wanted it out there. She said it was meant to be out there. She was just chosen to write it. um, And it's just really interesting to see how it just, she was just kind of like, I want it to be, as close to the book as possible, but I don't want it to be better than the book, and that's what it was, and, and still is, Um and it has to g- just be, like, the best book-to-film adaption that I have ever seen, and I could be wrong. I might see a better one in the future. I don't know, but this one definitely holds a special place in my heart, especially the complete novel version, even though I'm kind of partial to the soundtrack that's up for debate I'm not going to talk about that much because people probably don't care about me going on and on about the outsiders so I'm just gonna not talk about that but I did think it would also be very interesting to take a quiz as to like what like which 80s film character am I so this is a different quiz it's on Playbuzz so somebody made it We'll see if it's actually any good. Well, right off the bat, we have a picture of Johnny and Ponyboy from The Outsider, so that makes me happy. The question is, which of these is your biggest flaw? Um, Hot-headedness, materialism, um, naivety, rebelliousness. Ooh. Biggest flaw. I am a bit of a hothead, okay? A lot of people don't think that, but I'm a hothead. Um very very stubborn at home. And I just kind of hold it in a lot of the times. And sometimes I just kind of burst, you know? I try. I really try. But it's hard. <laughs> the next question is what can you Okay, wait. What? Sorry. I thought I read that wrong um what can you be caught doing on your day like on your day on an average day on a day off like that's kind of on your day I don't know that's kind of weird wording that can be taken in very different ways um but the picture for this question is top gun so that's kind of fun I still haven't seen that film yet but it's on my list Another big film from the 80s. Um, it's kind of what started Tom Cruise's career. Um, I don't know. Shopping, dancing, going to a museum, going to an adventure park. Ooh. I want to say out of all of these things, I would enjoy going shopping. I like going shopping with, like, friends and stuff. Um, In high school, you were known as the nerd, the princess, the dancer, the ditcher. Interesting. (laughs) Um, Definitely not a dancer. I'm definitely not getting baby from dirty dancing. Um, The ditcher, I have never ditched school. I have wanted to very, 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 very badly. I still talk about having a day like Ferris Bueller, like I need to skip school like the month before I graduate and have a day like Ferris in the city if you know what I mean so it it might happen we'll see I've talked about it but honestly I don't know if I'd actually do it but it would be fun um I haven't been called a princess or a nerd well I was called a nerd when I was little we're just gonna have to be the nerd in high school. I'm not a princess. Um, which eighties car would you be seen driving fun? Um Chevrolet 57, DeLorean, DMC, Ferrari, or BMW. Hmm. My dad used to have a BMW and I kinda liked it better than other nice fancy cars. Um, I would probably say a Ferrari, though, because that just, that sounds fun. Which of these words best describes you? Classy, confident, generous, strong-willed. Ew, I'm definitely not confident, okay? Um, I try to be generous, I try to be classy, but I'm very strong-willed, so I'm gonna have to put strong-willed. Um, Choose your ideal date. Romantic candlelit dinner at the park, flamenco show, dinner at a fancy restaurant, or rock concert. Ooh. I would say I like concerts, but I don't really like rock music, so I'm not going to pick that one. If it was like a country concert, your average pop concert, or maybe... I don't know. Maybe even like a Christian concert or something. That would be different, but a rock concert, eh. Not really feeling it. Uh dinner at a fancy restaurant. I am not really I, I like doing fancy things, but I mean it's nice every now and then. But for a date, I feel like when it comes to dating, I would just be so laid back. You know, like we could literally just chill and watch my favorite movie at my house, and just eat my favorite meal, and I would be the happiest girl in the entire world, because when you're with the person you love, I don't think it matters what you're doing, you know, so I don't really have an ideal date. To be honest, um, I do think it would really be fun to sit on the roof and watch the sunset and just have a really deep conversation. At some point, I wish that I could do that with the love of my life, and I will make sure it happens at some point, so I guess if I had to say, like, I, I guess, like, if I wanted to pick an ideal date, that's what I would pick, but I'm not really the type of person that's like, oh, you have to take me to a fancy restaurant and the movies and do all that, like, sure, I would love to do those things, but I don't think it really matters what you're doing as long as you're happy with the person you're with and you're making memories, so I guess, I know it's just like a stupid quiz, and I shouldn't be overthinking this, but I'd probably just say a romantic candlelit dinner in the park, just because that sounds more chill. Um, It's Friday night, where are you? On a date, with my family, with my best friend, or out partying? I would say with my best friend. Like I try to get together with my friends at least a few times you know, a week or so, definitely been difficult with school and everything, but we try at least once for sure, um, choose a song, oh no, these are good, man, these are good, I already know what I'm gonna pick though, anyways, um, Twist and Shout, which is actually song by the Beatles, and that's in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Time Bomb Town, which I don't know, I probably should know, I don't know, I've had the time of my life from Dirty Dancing and Don't You Forget About Me. I'm going to have to say Don't You Forget About Me because it's from The Breakfast Club. A classic. Oh no, I'm so scared. I got Marty from Back to the Future? What? Okay, first of all, I have to say I still haven't seen all of Back to the Future yet. I just haven't. I've seen parts of it for sure. I remember seeing parts of it, but I haven't seen the entire film like start to end. Like I just haven't. Um and it's actually my dad's like favorite film. Like he loves Back to the Future and he loves Karate Kid. So if you were to like ask him what his favorite films from the 80s were, he would first say Back to the Future and maybe second say Karate Kid. Those were just good films, but Back to the Future is just so special to him that he refuses and I mean he refuses to watch it on any streaming service. He doesn't want to own it on DVD or anything because he's like, I will watch it if it's on TV and that's it. Because he wants it to be one of those really special things for him. Um, He's not the type of person who likes watching movies like over and over again. I'm that type of person. I have comfort films. If I love a film and I just connect with it, you're going to see me watching it a lot. Like a lot. Like I probably would watch it more than I should. And I kind of have to refrain myself from, like, restrain myself. Refrain? Yeah, restrain. Why did I say refrain? I have to kind of, like, restrain myself from doing so, because if so, like, if I just keep on watching it, I'll probably get very, 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 very tired of the film quickly. Oh my goodness. Um, I remember when like Frozen was all the rage and like everyone was just obsessed with it and we had it playing in the car for my sister and it was just playing over and over and over again and at first I thought the film was actually really good and the soundtrack was good and everything and then by the time I probably had seen it like 30 times I wanted to burn the disc I was like I cannot do this anymore and I think everyone kind of got to that point with Frozen it just kind of died um and Disney was like oh shoot we we gotta just like start working on a second one now and they did and they released a second one and they're working on a third one so it's I mean it's still a pretty big movie franchise though I mean and it's Disney people will go and see it regardless you know which is crazy but that says a lot about just Disney in general anyways um the description for Marty was you got Marty well duh (laughs) um just like Marty you are fearless and courageous well thank you um you love to take risks and go on journeys well I wouldn't say I'm much of a risk taker but I do like adventures At times, you tend to lack critical thinking skills because you're always looking for an adventure. Okay, that actually might be true. Nevertheless, you are incredibly quick-witted and intelligent. Aw. You are adored for your loyalty to your family and friends. Well, that's nice. Okay, I don't mind being Marty. (sighs) And he's such an iconic 80s character. Like I mean, it's an honor, I guess, to be Marty. I'm a little sad I didn't get someone else, though, Um, because I just haven't seen Back to the Future, and it's like one of those things where I'm like, I just, I need to, and I will at some point, but I just haven't, and a lot of that might be the fact that it's just, I like watching films with other people, and my brother has seen it recently because it's one of his favorite films, And I guess I'm just kind of, like, waiting for the perfect opportunity to watch it. And I know my dad probably won't watch it with me because, again, like, it's literally, like, his favorite film. And he just holds it on, like, a pedestal or something. And he's like, no, I can't look at it. Like, unless I know it's, like, live on TV because he says it's just special, just having that experience. And he's kind of talked to me about, like, what it was like having that experience growing up, like, seeing a film like, come on TV, and you just getting so excited for the film. And he said he would just, like, watch it over and over again. Um, Like, that's how he felt, like, with The Outsiders and with, like, Red Dawn and stuff. Which, honestly, it just makes me so happy when I found – like, when I found out that he would try to watch The Outsiders with his sister almost every time it was on TV, like, that just made me so happy. And my aunt probably has seen it way more – than my dad has even and she loves it probably just as much as I do. Oh my goodness, she she might even be able to quote some of it. Um, but it's just it's crazy. And she wants to go to the museum with me at some point, which I would just honestly love to do. So it gives me another opportunity and excuse to go to the museum. So I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping to go again, in the future, at some point, I was thinking, oh, well, like, maybe I could go in a few months, but I don't even know if in a few months that'll be able to happen. I just don't, I I don't know. But again, just for me, it's just really special to have that connection with my family, you know? Um, I don't know, because I had no idea that my aunt liked this, and when I was sharing some stuff on Facebook, like pictures and stuff with at me, like with me at the museum and everything, she was like, oh my goodness, and you know, and, and she just kind of went on about it, and we had this conversation about it, and I loved it, like I loved having this conversation with my aunt, and it turns out like she she had like a big celebrity crush on Tom Cruise when she was younger, and so she was thinking that she was gonna like watch The Outsiders for the first time, and immediately fall in love with Steve because that's the character Tom Cruise plays and she was like no I was mistaken the moment Rob Lowe appeared on screen and he was playing Soda Pop Curtis which was her favorite character from the book she was like oh my goodness I fell head over heels for him (laughs) I was like oh my goodness same so that was pretty special to have that kind of moment with her we were like oh oh my gosh um so it turns out that my a lot of family members, and I mean a lot of family members like Roblo, and I'm like, why didn't I discover this man sooner? Because I feel like I would have had more things to talk about with relatives when I saw them than I do now, if that makes sense. Like, I mean, now I have a lot more to talk about because we have some more common ground. But beforehand, it's like I would see relatives. For the first time in a long time and you know we would have a lot to say but we also wouldn't if that makes sense and it's just harder to connect with certain relatives than it is to connect with others if that makes sense so for me personally I was like "Eh, I mean I I will try my best to make conversation with you but like if I haven't seen you in a while it's gonna be it's gonna be a struggle but now I feel like I have more of common ground I guess with certain relatives all thanks to Rob Lowe. so that's just for me it's it's a funny experience um and it made me pretty happy to find that out anyways enough of the outsiders again I feel like that's just me every single episode getting on the topic of the outsiders I don't think I did it last episode I'm proud of myself and I'm not sure if I did it in the episode before that I probably did because I was talking about 80s movies, and The Outsiders is an 80s film, but I don't know, for me, The Outsiders seems like the 80s film, and I know a lot of people would say the 80s film would be like The Breakfast Club or something like that, because it's just so well known, it's, you know, it was like a big film, and John Hughes did it, um, so you could say, okay, that's, that's probably the film of the 80s you know like it will never die some people say like it lives on like that and St. Elmo's Fire I mean it's just those type of 80s films that will always stand out and always be around people probably wouldn't say that The Outsiders is is one of those films but for me personally I think so because when I think of The Outsiders and just all the stars that were in the film, I'm like, dude that's that's the eighties film, because the fact that you have seven big eighties heartthrobs like starring in a film together, and then you also got like Diane Lane and like Leif Garrett as well, it's like, "Wow, this for me is like the eighties film because now I had the enjoyment of going and watching films that all these big stars started." Because I was like, I fell in love with them, you know, early on in their career by watching The Outsiders, you know, I got to see them on screen when they were younger. And then now I get to see them when they're older, you know, progressing through Hollywood and, you know, working on different projects, or even some of them even working together. You know, I know, like, Rob and Amelia worked again together, um, like three years later for St. Elmo's Fire. Not I don't it might have even, even been like two years later or so. Um and then you had like Patrick Swayze and Rob Lowe working together on Youngblood. Um see Thomas Howell and Patrick Swayze starred in two films together. Um so that was pretty cool. I can't remember, it was like Grandview USA, I think was one of them. And the other one was Red Dawn, I know for sure um, because that was another big, well, sort of big 80s film. I mean, for me, I'm like, whoa, you can pinpoint tons of 80s actors in Red Dawn as well, um, but I don't think people would know it as well as they know something like, again, The Breakfast Club, or Top Gun, or, or whatever, but for me, personally, I think my all-time favorite 80s film would be The Outsiders, and, Part of me is, like, can I even say it's my favorite 80s film when it doesn't even take place in the 80s? But part of me is, like, no, I, it's, it's an 80s film, okay? Like, that's when it was set in. It, like, not set in, but, like, that's when it was filmed. It might have been set in the 60s. I don't care. I'm, like, it's the 80s film for me. But I think if I were to say that to any other, like, big 80s film geek. <laughs> I would probably get like mocked or something cuz I might they might hear me out with my argument in terms of like the actors, but maybe not so with I don't know the film being as big as other other 80s films. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to take another quiz before I probably start wrapping up this episode. I want to apologize for, like, totally going back to the 80s and the outsiders again in this episode. So after I take this quiz, I'm going to talk about something entirely different, Um, but I thought I would just finish this part of this episode with, these six questions will reveal your new 80s boyfriend, a BuzzFeed quiz. So... This sounds so cheesy and horrible, and I'm afraid I'm going to get someone that I'm just like, uh-uh, no, but there are, there were a lot of big 80s heartthrobs that I probably would have been okay with getting, so we'll see. Okay, so pick an 80s movie. The Breakfast Club, Can't Buy Me Love, The Outsiders, Risky Business, St. Elmo's Fire and Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh my goodness, this is hard, but not really, because we all know I'm going to pick The Outsiders, but... It, okay, if someone tells me that I can't choose The Outsiders for an 80s movie, I would say Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's my second favorite 80s film, and it probably will always be. Um, Pick your type. The adventurous one, the hot guy, um, the hero, the smart one, and the rich one. I'm not going to say another one because it's a bad word. Um, none of these. I guess the smart one, or the, no, well, we're gonna say the adventurous one, okay, um, pick your 80s female icon, Demi Moore, Cindy Crawford, Madonna, Ali Sheedy, Molly Ringwald, and Brooke Shields, um, Molly Ringwald, I would say it's probably either Ali Sheedy or Molly Ringwald, but I would definitely pick Molly Ringwald, Pick your ideal first date um, a quiet picnic at the park, a movie featuring Slurpees and popcorn, an exciting trip to the city, um, a lit house party, a viewing of a classic film at a drive in movie theater, or lunch followed by a ride on his motorcycle. Mm. I don't really know. Some of these I can actually kind of pinpoint as to which films these would be. Oh, I'm going to say, because the drive-in movie theater would have to be The Outsiders. The motorcycle, I think that might be, is it Pretty in Pink? I could be wrong. No, not Pretty in Pink. 16 Candles. But I've only seen, like, clips of 16 Candles. I haven't seen it. Quiet Picking at the Park. A movie featuring Sophie's. I don't know. I, again, I don't like the whole date question because I just don't know. I really don't care. I'm just going to pick a movie at a drive-in movie theater because those are so fun. I got to go to one, f- like, many years ago with my family. Oh, my goodness. So fun. Um, pick your favorite 80s fad um scrunchies, ridiculous sweaters, fanny packs and blazer paired with a t-shirt, big hair, denim on denim. Okay, well first of all, I wear scrunchies, okay? I wear ridiculous sweaters, well not as ridiculous as the 80s. Um and I do wear blazers with a blazer with t-shirt, a t-shirt like I've done it before. In fact, I did it like the other week because it was raining, and it was kind of, it was a little chilly, because it had cooled down, um, favorite 80s bat the hair is a hit or miss for me, I have thought about, like, I was like, okay, what would I look like with things? what would I look like with a perm, and I've kind of debated as to whether or not I would ever, and I mean, like, ever get those bangs, I would maybe do at some point, but perm, I don't know, like, if if it was, like, a one-day thing, sure, if I could, like, fake a perm for a day, I wouldn't mind, but, like, a permanent thing, like, well, a semi-permanent thing, like, I just, I couldn't, I don't know, (laughs) I feel like it's just so weird, because people still do it, but it's, like, a big joke, you know? I don't know, but I would definitely say my favorite would be just a blazer paired with a t-shirt. It's cute. Um, pick the physical feature you notice first. Um, eyes, hair, body, smile, lips, jaw. Um, I am big on a person's smile. It's important to me. Oh, this is funny. Okay. I got Ferris Bueller from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm not, I mean, I'm not complaining. I like that's like one of my favorite 80s films. I'm not complaining. Not that I really like like Ferris that much. You know, I mean, I just like the film. Definitely not one of my favorite 80s heartthrobs, but I'll take it. I mean, I wouldn't mind having a day out in the city with Ferris. I think it'd be fun. Okay, so for the second part of this episode, I'm going to answer some really fun, unique questions. Um, The first one is big mugs or small cups. Now, I have a lot to say about this, and this is probably going to be just a weird topic in general. I like drinking water out of these tiny IKEA cups that we have, like for kids. We've had them for many years. And it's not like a sippy cup or anything. It's just like a small plastic cup. And they come with different colors. And it's small, but it's kind of wide. And I love drinking ice water out of it. Like, if I just need a small cup of water, that's my go-to cup. But if I need a lot of water, I'm going to grab, like, these really tall, kind of skinny, clear cups that we got from, like... I don't know if it was Target or Walmart or whatever. My grandparents got it. And those are probably my favorite cups to drink a lot of water out of. And if I want a lot, I have like two specific water bottles I love using. I have like multiple, like I have others, but I have two specific water bottles I like using just because I feel like they keep water very cold. And I also just like the look of the water bottle. And I feel like that matters. If you're trying to drink a lot of water, here's my tip. If you're trying to drink a lot of water, first have a big water bottle that One, you like the way it looks, so maybe to motivate yourself, I don't know, buy a nice water bottle, a color that you really like, a color that stands out, maybe put a few cute aesthetic stickers on it or whatever, and then fill it up with ice water, and I guarantee that you will become a much better water drinker if you just have those things. I don't know, like, I've seen people do it in videos and things, like, People are like, hey, here's a trick on how to drink more water. And it works. It's It really works. Um, it might just be trying to, like, I guess, bribe yourself into drinking more water in a way. But it has helped me a lot. Like, I got this specific water bottle from a friend for my birthday, like, over a year ago. And, oh, my goodness, is it my favorite water bottle? And she had, like, this custom sticker made with my name on it and it's like the water bottle looks kind of like this silvery color but it's sparkly so like in the light if you kind of like move it around you can see sparkles on the water bottle I mean it's not like sparkly but you can see them like it's kind of like a reflective type of thing um and like my name is in like pretty cursive letters and it's I it's kind of like a, it's not a fuchsia It's like a pinkish, it's more purple than pink, you know? But it's a really pretty color um, sticker. And then I started collecting some stickers and putting them on there. And it's a really skinny water bottle, but it can fill, I think it holds up to like close to 30 ounces or something. So it's a really good size water bottle. And I just wash it every day and I just try to use it pretty often. Um, if not, I'm using that one or I'm using one I got on a college tour a while back. The only reason why I use the other one more than the college one I occasionally use is because the college one is like plastic. It's not metal. So it's not like going to keep it cold for very long. Like you could put a lot of ice in it, but it would melt pretty quickly. Like that, that was my big problem. I took it on a family road trip um, well, it wasn't really a road trip, it was, was like, a two-hour road trip type thing, but we were with our camper and everything, and we were staying in our camper for a week. Oh, my goodness, it was a nightmare, because I seriously just didn't think that I was going to be outside a lot, and it was going to be super hot. It was, like, going to be the start of July, super-duper hot, and we weren't going to have a ton of ice and whatever, and I brought my college water bottle like the college water bottle I got like a while back and I was like excuse me Allie what what the heck <laughs> I was kind of mad at myself for it cuz I just really wasn't thinking and that's what I had water in that day and I was like oh I'll just bring it along but I know next time that I'm not going to make that mistake because it really bothered me how I could not keep my water cold my mom had her nice water bottle that kept water cold, and I had to keep stealing water out of it anytime. You know, my ice just melted because I was dying for cold water. So that was kind of a pain in the butt. And anyways, if I had to pick to drink out of just big mugs or just small cups for the rest of my life, even though I know that I know that's not really the question that's being asked here. I would probably choose to drink out of small cups just because I like I like the small cups we have. Um but I I am a sucker for big mugs when it comes for drinking peppermint tea. And it's only really peppermint tea that I'll drink a lot of. I can just have a regular small-sized mug for any other warm beverage. But if you're like, "Hey, you want a cup of peppermint tea?" I'm like, "Uh, heck yes, I will" drink like five cups so I usually will get our biggest mug or at least like second biggest mug in our cabinet and drink my peppermint tea out of it because I just chug that stuff oh it's so good um anyways that was a long answer I apologize Ooh, this is a fun one what kind of stage name would you use so I have kind of thought about this um we've had a few like conversations about this with my family before so like it it was more like with my dad um because Emilio Estevez who um you know he stars in The Outsiders, Samoes Fire, um, Mighty Ducks and other films um he like, his dad was a big Hollywood actor, and he was in Apocalypse Apocalypse Now. I can't talk. And Apocalypse Now was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, who also directed The Outsiders and Rumblefish. Anyways, so there's that kind of connect- family connection thing right there. So the thing was, is, like, Emilio didn't want to have his dad's name, like his last name, to, because he thought that would, like, he would only get hired if, just because he, like, he was Martin Sheen's son. And he was like, I don't really know if that's something that I feel comfortable, you know, taking on. Because he was like, I kind of want to do this myself. Um, and so that's why he chose to just be called Emilio Estevez, like you have Estevez um be his like not really stage name, but like Hollywood name. Um Rob Lowe, for example, like his first name's actually Robert. He goes by Rob, you know. So I mean some people like to change it up. Um I was trying to think. Somebody oh, I can't remember. There was another actor that, ha- who had, like, a different last name, uh, like, a different family name or whatever, because they also didn't, they they were like, I want to make it on my own in Hollywood. I can't remember who else it was. I think it had to do with, like, um, Nicolas Cage or something, and I was like, I think I could be very wrong, but I I feel like. Nicolas Cage is related to Coppola, um, like, it's his uncle or something like that, I could be wrong, and Nicolas Cage could have gone by Nicolas Coppola or something, but he didn't want to go by that because he was like, no, I want to have my own, you know, name. he wanted to be, to make it on his own, I guess, so I don't really have that problem because, I don't have a relative or whatever that's in the fame world, but I always thought it was interesting because I was like, "Wait, these people are related?" What? My dad's like, "Oh yeah," I was like, "What the heck?" And he he was explaining like why they chose different names and everything. We had a whole conversation about it. It was really interesting. I was like, "Oh okay, that makes sense." Um, so I guess like if I were to have a stage name or a Hollywood name, whatever, I would still keep. I would I would keep my name for sure. I don't think I would really change it. Um, my my first name is Allison, but I go by Allie a lot, but not always. Um, when I introduce myself, I don't usually say my nickname. I usually say Allison, and sometimes it's, people usually catch on. They'll see my nickname, like, through an email or something, and then they're like, oh, okay, and they'll kind of, or they'll see, like, friends that I know, well, call me that, and they'll kind of pick up on it, or I'll be like, oh, yeah, or you can call me Allie, or whatever, or they'll ask, so I'm kind of like, you can call me Allison, or you can call me Allie, whatever you want, um, but I probably would just be called Allie. I, I think I have thought about being called Allie Grace, just because Grace is my middle name. I don't really know. I kind of like being called Allie Grace, even though nobody really calls me that. I don't know. I think I would either want to be called Allie Grace, Allie, or Gracie as stage names. Like those would be perfectly, I'd be perfectly fine with those. Like, yeah, I guess it's kind of hard for me to choose because I just don't know. Like, I don't think I'll ever have to make a decision like that. So I just, I don't really care. Um, If you, if you lived in a film universe, which one would you choose? Now, this is a really, really good question. A film universe. Are they... I feel like this is kind of a broad question because are they implying that it has to be a universe? Well, okay. First of all, all film universes are basically not real universes because even if it takes place in our modern world and not in, like, a different world, like in outer space or something, like Star Wars, technically every film... Is its own universe because it's not the real world, you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, so I don't really know if you if it's like asking for you to pick something like otherworldly, like I don't know, Star Wars, like Marvel related, but I guess I'm just gonna assume that I'm just gonna assume like some sort of big movie world that's not really the real world and for me I'm not a huge fan of any big film universe to be honest I know there's a lot of people that are like Marvel or Star Wars or I mean I'm trying to think what else like DC I grew up, well, first of all, I grew up loving DC superheroes because, I mean, when you're little, you don't really get to watch Avengers movies, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just didn't have that for a while, so I would watch different things, like cart, like cartoons with, like, Batman and stuff with my brother, and that always has, like, I don't know, that's kind of made an impact on me and my love for superheroes growing up. Just because I, I liked Batman and Robin and, you know, all those DC superheroes because that's what I grew up with. um, And I, even like one year I was Batgirl, my brother was Robin. That was really fun. We dressed them up as them for Halloween. So that was pretty fun. So for me, like if I had to choose between like, I don't know, big universe like Star Wars or Marvel or DC, I would choose DC, but disclaimer, I hate the DC films that are out, I have only seen parts of them, I mean, you have Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman films are pretty good, they're okay, I was not a big fan of uh, Wonder Woman, like, 1984 or whatever, that came out last year, was it last year, or was it the beginning of this year? I don't remember, I think it was last year, and I wasn't a big fan of it, it was... Okay. It was okay. I did like the fact that it was set in the 80s, but I just didn't like the villain. I just didn't like anything really. I think that's enough questions for now. Um, I don't really have much else to say. This episode was honestly quite a struggle because I just didn't really know what to talk about. Or didn't have a plan going into it, so I apologize for that in advance. If you're still listening, um, I'm hoping to maybe get more inspiration at some point and maybe try to, I don't know, make a game plan or something for this show. I almost feel like starting over, you know, just doing another, starting another season. I might do that. I think that would be kind of fun. Um, We'll see. I don't know. I think I need to just figure out life and get things together in my life for now before I consider starting another season and doing episodes more frequently or whatever. I just kind of need to get in more into the swing of things for this semester because I mean it's still pretty early on in the semester so I'm just trying to like take everything as it comes and work on stuff and try my best but it's 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 been a struggle I'm not gonna lie and I'm just trying to find balance and take care of myself and stuff and it's been difficult Um, I've been struggling quite a bit but I think that's okay it's okay to being a rut at times and I'm trying to remind myself that and I'm trying to find little things that I can do to boost my motivation or boost my energy or, you know, make me happy or excited and just love life and forget about all my worries and fears or whatever. Um, And it can be hard when you're in a rut to even try to do those things like try to find healing and put yourself out there and experience different things or whatever it can just be hard when you're just not feeling in the best mental or physical state but I think one thing that's really important is just getting a lot of sleep and rest you know finding balance um, going on a walk getting sunshine eating, you know, drinking a lot of water, being, like, really particular about what you're putting into your body, you know, um, food-wise, or even, like, content-wise, like, how much time you're scrolling on your phone, you know, I saw this thing, it was, like, this meme, and it was, like, I wonder how many miles I've scrolled with my thumb, and I was, like, I never even thought about that, but I don't want to know if anyone could figure that out, (laughs) so, you know, it's just, again, balance, motivation, and most importantly, surrender. If you listen to my last podcast episode, I talked a lot about surrendering and how important that is, um, especially when you are in a rut like me, or you just want to get, like, you're, you're just like, I need to cut to the chase already. I need to just get to my future. I need to get my life together. You know, I need to find a boyfriend, whatever it may be, and just, you know, Part of it is just like taking every day as it comes, every moment as it comes. And I think I've noticed that when I do that, life is just much more worthwhile and worth living and worth taking in because you're not so fixated on what you didn't do or what you have to do, but what you're doing. And I feel like that is key in trying to find healing and joy or whatever, and for me right here and right now, and while I'm making this podcast episode, my goal for making this episode today was to uplift my spirits and someone else's, um, and talk about stuff and just share some of my thoughts and not only share, but, like, also connect, too, um, and show how films or sh- or just books or shows or whatever have impacted me. And I think as weird as it sounds, I found a lot of inspiration and even consolation by taking in stories. And I kind of talked about this at the end of last episode because I was reading the book. Uh, well, I still am reading the book, but... Um, it's like how to read and write like a Catholic, and and the um author talks about how you can see God and truth and knowledge even in a secular book or a form of entertainment, and it's beautiful because that just shows how God works through each and every one of us, whether we are aware of it or not, whether we are intentionally putting, you know, Catholic themes in literature or not. You don't have to be Catholic. You're probably still going to be influenced by Catholicism and truth and goodness because we all have that literally just inside of us. It's who we are because we were created by God and we know that there's a higher power out there. So for me personally, I think just like thinking about how, okay, moderation is key. Like I shouldn't be spending tons of time, you know, watching films or, you know, secular films and TV shows and reading secular books and whatnot. In a way, it is important that we do that and we shouldn't limit ourselves that much. You know, of course, be careful as to what you're taking in because you don't want to be taking in anything dark or crude or just anything that could, you know, lead you down an immoral path, but also keep in mind that, like, it's okay to take in secular content I feel like some people are like oh if you're a Catholic you shouldn't do that you know no like God wants us to have fun but you have to just be careful as to how far you go um, and what you're taking in and it all really boils down to moderation is key and another thing too is if you're kind of like if you're struggling a lot with scrupulosity and that scrupulosity has made it really difficult to like, um, I don't know, for you to enjoy things in life. That's something that has been happening to me. It's like, I feel like I just need to pray all the time or not pray and just be distracted or whatever and, and be productive. I can't have fun. It's like all work, no play. All work, no pray. It's kind of like, or like all pray, no fun, you know, whatever (laughs) Variation of that that phrase, and I was reading my this book called um, Scruples and Sainthood. Oh, it's so life changing! I'm like forty pages in, and it's so so good, guys. If you struggle with scrupulosity, I highly recommend it. I'm not sure if I recommended it before, but if I did, I'm recommending it again. So good. If you're struggling with it, um, it's just amazing. Um, it's on Amazon Prime, probably in a Catholic bookstore. I mean. I don't know how common the book is, but you can get it on Amazon Prime for pretty cheap. Super good. Anyways, in the book, um, I was reading this morning in one of the chapters. It might have been like chapter four or something. He was talking about how... um, How do I put this? What did he say? I'm trying to think of his exact wording. I think it was like, when in doubt, it doesn't count. So if you are unsure as to whether or not... um you know, you committed a sin or whatever, if you're doubting, then that means you did it, if that makes sense. Anyways, like, like, when in doubt, it doesn't count, you know, moderation is key. Just, like, remember all these things, if you're struggling with these things, because I think one of the reasons why I've been feeling so drained and, like, unmotivated and stuff is because... I was struggling so much with scrupulosity and you know things like OCD that really kind of like made my scrupulosity kind of a thing like I brought OCD into my spiritual life that's basically what scrupulosity is it's like spiritual OCD um I mean it's much more than that obviously but and I think that's just another layer as to like to the cake that is called Ally's having a rut and she can't get out of it Um, and it's just a part of the process. And I think me talking about it too is, is very helpful because it allows me to see where I am, my mindset, you know, where I'm kind of getting, you know, what I am getting out of it, where I'm getting with everything, um, where I'm going with everything, whatever. So it is kind of nice to talk about this with you guys and just kind of share my struggle with this. And try to find joy and peace, and fun in the little things like I don't know answering stupid questions and stupid quizzes that are kind of fun and surprising. And I can kind of elaborate, and you guys get to know me better and who I am as a person better. And I think one of the best ways to get to know a person and get to know a person is by, um, you know, them opening up about their struggles because that shows how they deal with certain things and certain situations and. Um, you know, their strengths and their weaknesses, and there's nothing wrong with being vulnerable with people. And that's something that I think social media is just so bad about because it's like people will be vulnerable, but it's almost like in a pity me way, or people will be vulnerable, but not fully vulnerable because they're still, you know, putting on filters, they're still, um, tweaking things up so they can feel somewhat better, you know, like, people aren't always just, like, straight to the point or super open, at least, to talk about these things that we all struggle with, um, and it, it's difficult, I guess, to not beat yourself up if you are on Instagram or social media platforms a lot, um, because if you're in a rut or whatever, you're going to be thinking about how, like, why can't I be like them? Why can't I be in a place in my life where I can be striving or, you know, making these big plans, going places, doing things, and becoming a great person, whatever it is, you know, getting my life together. Um, having routines, whatever. That's why I feel like watching YouTube and seeing people who have—they're like, watch me do my morning routine, or or watch me do self care, or whatever. It's like all of that is just really toxic. Okay, there is something just so toxic about people trying to be like my life is together, even if they say it's not together. You know, it's like eh, you're still you're still trying to make it look like it's together. So I think in terms of, like, how much time you spend on social media, like, moderation is key, you know, and when you don't know whether or not you should be on there, I mean, that's kind of up to you, you know, like, I really use social media to connect with people or to share ideas, um, Or be creative but for me personally like I know that I have become like a better person in some aspects because social media allowed me to encounter people that I otherwise would not be able to get to know if it weren't for social media and so I think in a way these people have changed my life and have inspired me have made me better person you know we've built each other up and everything so in a way I can see how social media is good but I can also see how it's just very toxic so again it's just like the whole moderation is key just to really know yourself know when you need a break from something and know when you need to take care of yourself because that's really that's key Um, and that's something that I'm trying to remind myself as I'm going through this time because it's difficult to remind yourself that when you just, you're in a rut and you just want to beat yourself up all the time for it, because that's something I'm really wanting to do, like, I wanted to beat myself up so hard the other day, just because I really struggled to get an assignment done on Saturday, I didn't really make a lot of progress in it, I spent so much time staring at the screen, you know, I was just, like, listening to the music <laughs> my that I was, like, trying to study to, and I was, like, literally just getting nothing done, um And I was like, okay, well, maybe I just need to look for inspiration or get inspired or something. So I was watching some study videos or, you know, pinning some study inspiration type stuff. And I was like, this is doing nothing for me. I'm just wasting time. So sometimes when you find yourself just not being able to focus, not being able to get anything done, what you need to do is just do nothing because you're not going to get anything done if you're just going to be staring there at the screen and you're struggling to like, get active do something that's nourishing for your body and and try to just rest. I think sometimes we underest underestimate the power of rest and how something just as simple as rest can make us like finish our assignment ten times faster. Like we're probably spending more time just staring at the screen and not getting anything done um than we should be. And you could use that time where you're just like, I really can't do this, to work on a different assignment. Something maybe easier or uh, maybe has a sooner due date or, you know, whatever it is. You know, you could even work on something that's not even related to um, your work or your school or whatever. It could be like, I want to make more progress in my book and just rest or whatever for a day. And you can do it. Um, obviously, you have to definitely format your schedule in a way where you can still get stuff done you know stuff that has due dates you know obviously you need to have priorities and to keep track of things but also know that it's okay to take breaks it's okay to just know like yeah I'm not going to get anything done so might as well just stop and use this time to rest and recharge and then come back to this with a fresh mindset a mindset that's kind of like okay I just rested I took care of myself I give myself a peck talk I journaled I, you know I, you did all these things and you feel more ready to accomplish the task at hand that you probably would have just done poorly on if you just jumped right into it without resting without really I don't know any time to recharge or whatever so it's really important and I think it it really just matters on I guess your schedule and what you're able to do with your schedule and with your time like just spend your time wisely and know that like it's really important to take care of yourself so there's my pep talk for the week um I hope it's motivating I in a way like it's directed to everyone but it's also directed to myself um so yeah, like, for me, this is my break right now, and it's kind of nice to talk about this and and give myself a pep talk and, and, and motivate other people, because I think another part of just getting out of a rut or something is by serving others, because you're not thinking about yourself and what's wrong with you, you're not like, oh, um, what's wrong with me, oh my gosh, life sucks, why can't I have it all figured out, um, why am I not like this person or whatever? it's, I feel like when you start, just, you just stop thinking about stuff altogether, and just focus on the present moment, and focus on serving others around you, it can be so uplifting, and you're, you're, I guess you're just not focused on everything that you feel like is wrong with your life, but you start, you know, you step back, and you're like, well, life isn't really that bad, sure, I might not have anything figured out, I might be stuck, I might be burnt out, or whatever, But there's other people out there that have it worse, you know? So sometimes, like, even if it's just, like, a small thing, like, donating money at church or, um, I don't know, babysitting for a friend but just volunteering to do so. Like, just being, like, they don't have to pay me or whatever. Or, um, I don't know, being a mother's helper for free. Um, Just showing little acts of love, you know, it could be just, like, doing the dishes for a family member, you're like, I really don't want to do this, but I I will do this for a family member, you know, offering things up, doing it, doing every little thing with love, you know, um, it's like what Saint Therese did, you know, it's her little way, you're doing small things with great love, and those small things add up, um, we might underestimate them or think, I don't have time for that or oh that's not gonna make a big ripple effect I have to do something bigger and better no (laughs) it makes more of an effect in a person's life than people often think so I think it's just again part of the whole process of healing and getting out of a rut is also looking outward and that's something that I know that I've experienced in the past that has been very helpful and I just you no, know, I've been kind of drained, and it's been hard to think about that, but I wanna try to do more of that um and hopefully hopefully get out of this rut and It's not like me trying to do these things to get out of the rut if that makes sense. it's me just knowing, okay, these are things that are really good for the you know those around me, my mental health, and whatnot. So it's just it's just like okay, I know I'm not wasting my time with these things. And I feel like when you're in a rut, you're you're I guess you're kind of struggling to find motivation and spend your time wisely and get things done and be in the right mindset or whatever or feel good. All those things that come with being kind of stuck. But if you're kind of looking inward and outward it's everything and just above all like trusting in God and surrendering to him like everything will fall into place eventually you just have to keep on reminding yourself that every single day and it's okay to not have anything figured out yet because God already knows